This show is part of the Pod Tyrant Network. For more podcasts, interviews, and content, visit PodTyrant.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Just New Movies podcast, the show where we review a seemingly random film currently not in theaters. My name is Ben Pearson, and today we're going to be talking about Brian Spicer's 1995 film, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Joining me is my regular co-host, Tyler. How's it going, man? Uh, This one I will not skip. I haven't skipped too many episodes in the NJNM history, but this is definitely an episode I would not skip for the life of me. Uh, (laughs) Gun gun to my head, I would take a bullet (laughs) than not appear on this podcast. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. you have not, uh, in the long history of this podcast, you've not been absent for that many of them. But yeah, you're just I've... saying that this movie is that important that right. you would absolutely not be absent. Like if you had like Jason David Frank, the triple first namer on here without me, <laughs> it would just like, uh it would kill me. Yep, yep. Although I would, well, I would never I would allow if it was uh, Amy Jo Johnson. So if you were like, hey, I want to just sit down with Amy Jo can you sit this one out and be like, okay, can I be in the same room? Uh, mm-hmm. But I will sit it out, yes. Is it just because Johnson is not a first name? Is that the only reason? That it is, yeah. I'm only <laughs> okay. I'm only discriminatory towards people who just cram their name with first names. I see, I see. All right, well, uh, if you guys are just joining us for the first time, welcome. You can find new episodes of the show at podtimer.com. You can listen to all of the back episodes at njnmpodcast.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start this month's episode off with a quick section in which I will uh, mention a few new movies that are being released this month. And then we're going to move into our review of the month, and uh, we may finish with listener voicemails and emails. Mm. Spoiler alert, probably not. Uh, (laughs) You can always leave us a voicemail, though, if for some reason you're out there listening to this episode and you're like, hey, you know what? i got something to say to these guys. Uh, 904-469-6566. Hit us up. Do it. Play What's your favorite Power Rangers season? What's your favorite Power Rangers season? Email us that. Anything. Yeah, that's fine, too. Dino Thunder or whatever that one was called. Yeah, we uh, don't discriminate against uh, Dino Thunder lovers. And you can also email (laughs) us at notjustnewmovies at gmail.com if you have any, uh, you know, something that wouldn't fit in a voicemail or is more appropriate for text for some reason. You're embarrassed to physically say these words out loud and you would like to just type them. That's fine, too. That sounds sounds like an after, after dark HBO movie, Dino Thunder lovers. I don't know if you see that on your HBO Go app, but it's like late night, adults only, and it's like Dino Thunder Lover. And it's just people who really are into uh, oh, yeah. watching old old uh, um, repeats of the Dinosaurs TV show from back in the day. It's just waiting. Um, They're just waiting around. Like the whole documentary is built around them waiting around for one to air on like the Disney Channel or whatever. D- Disney it's got to be it's got to be raining outside too. That's where the, <laughs> that's where the Dino Thunder part comes in. Right. So, um all right. Yeah. So, uh let's jump into the first segment which just we still new don't movies. don't have a full name for, but yeah, let's call it Just New Movies for yeah. now. Uh May 2017. That's the month we're in Tyler right now. Mm-hmm. I believe it's May 2nd is the when this episode is going live. So, uh May this week be with you. May may be with you. May 2nd uh, is today. So we have this weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is coming out. Excited about this. Hopefully by the time uh, you're listening to this, I will have seen it. I might even Mm -hmm. have a review up somewhere. You can check uh, various sites that I'll list at the end of this episode for any sort of writings on that. Um, 
super stoked about this. I think uh, the first Guardians movie is one of my favorites in the entire Marvel Studios uh, archive. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, very excited wow. about this one. I Better I hope than it Amazing does. Spider-Man 2, huh? <laughs> so that one's not in Mar- Marvel Studios. Uh, ah, but it's a Marvel gotcha. Entertainment picture. And I actually heard it was so bad that I never even bothered uh, to see The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah so. it was terrible. It was a waste of my... <laughs> Friday night that I spent by myself watching mm, Amazing Spider-Man mm. too. Awful, awful. Um, also coming out this month, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, directed Ooh. by Guy Ritchie. Okay. Um, I, I, Is I that a second King Arthur movie. Uh, no, I don't think he did the one in two thousand five okay. with Kira Knightley or whatever. But um, I hey, can am, I tell you something interesting about that? Yeah, yeah, do it. I was digging through their Twitter, and apparently they were a Twitter account. Uh, for another movie and so like if you go far back enough into the King Arthur Twitter it'll be for another movie and they just changed the the Twitter it, handle and uh is it started... another King Arthur movie no it was it's an entirely different movie so they they gave up on the promotion of one film kept the same Twitter account and just started promoting a, a new film without deleting the archive of of updates uh which I thought was pretty pretty funny <laughs> Interesting, okay. Yeah, it was like a year um, between messages. So it was like 2012, they were advertising for one film, and then they came back in like 2015, they're like, King Arthur coming soon. Man, yeah, they've got, right. uh, it's like they're using burner cell phones or yeah, something. that's <laughs> basically it, yeah. With Twitter accounts. So uh, also coming out, uh, Snatched, the new movie with Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer. Uh, Alien Covenant, that one looks pretty Ooh. good, although I must say it looks very similar to a lot of the other Alien, alien movies. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, why are why are we still doing these movies? I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing happens every time. Um, I guess you could say that about, about a lot of franchise movies, to be fair, including Pirates of the Caribbean. Nobody wants this one. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Why the hell is there Pirates 5? I don't know. Uh, and then Baywatch with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh. Zac Efron, and a bunch of other people comes out uh, at the end Will of this month. Will he be so. ready? Whenever you need I don't him. know. Quoting the theme uh, song that, from Baywatch. Okay, I was going to say, are those the lyrics to the theme yeah. song? Because I never watched the TV show. But um, yeah, That was a late night, uh, late night uh, about maybe 10 p.m. on UPN back in when I was a teenager. I watched Baywatch. Man, that, sounds like, that sounds like 1998 for sure, front oh, yeah. and center. Um, Hercules, Xena, Baywatch. So, Tyler, let's go to the T-Spot. This is the section of the show where I just sort of toss it to you and you can talk about whatever you want for a couple minutes. T-Spot, maybe I'll comment on the new Power Rangers movie, 2017. Um, Hey, super fans, who cares? It's for kids. Let let kids enjoy Power Rangers. It doesn't matter if one thing's not in there. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good as this one uh, because this one's pretty good. But as my 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 theory continues to possibly exist that because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie is a separate universe from the TV show, that they're all still Mighty Morphin. It's all the same characters. Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa are still around, all in the MMPR the movie verse. Uh, so don't forget that. Uh, so let's uh, let's let the new kids on the block morph. Uh, this time around, uh, and that's all I gotta say. Make love, not war. <laughs> okay, um, a 
a plea for for yeah. acceptance yeah. in these trying times yes. regarding the Power Rangers movie. Okay, uh, so I guess mm-hmm. with that, there's no That's better it. transition, Tyler, than to just go ahead and jump on into our review of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from 1995. This summer, our world will come under attack. The mayor has declared a state of emergency. By the most evil force ever known. He has armies at his command, and only one power on Earth can stop him. Welcome to my nightmare. Now, the ultimate adventure begins. Uh-huh. Where uh, was I? Banner banner year for American cinema. Uh-huh. Um, Probably the best year for American cinema. I say that Ask because anybody. of our, uh, our tongue-in-cheek love and... Well, no, I think legitimate love, but yeah, tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek uh, of, um, excessive praise of Batman Forever, the which Oscar also came out this year. Academy Award-winning film, uh, Batman should have Forever. Sweet retroactively years since. <laughs> yeah. 22 years straight, it's been sweeping the Oscars. So 1995 Amazing. also saw the release of another movie, and that is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Yeah. Uh, man, this one stars uh, Karen Ashley, Johnny Young Bosch, yeah. Steve Cardenas, Jason yeah. David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson, and David Yost. And so, the girl who played Dulcia, who I had to look up, and I don't right. think she's done anything since, but uh, good on her. Interesting. Okay. also say uh, 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 Renee Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark as Ivan Ooze. Is that him? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I had to look that, that up insane. today, too, because I knew who he was while I watching this. I was like, I know who that guy is. And sure enough, there he was, Rene Belloc. It's like a wow. radio from God. Holy cow. That, yeah. that, <laughs> my mind Your review is turns right on now. that now. You're totally <clears throat> on board now, I bet. That is insane to Where me. were you okay, in 1995, so... Ben? What, what mindset? Can you remember your mind in 1995? Yeah. So I'll tell you exactly where I was. I was okay. in the theater watching this movie Excellent. and loving it. Um, yes. I have to say that I was a huge fan of this film as a kid because uh-huh. I had seen, I had started uh, watching the Power Rangers TV show from the very beginning. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the trailers for it before it came out and of convincing course. my parents to let me watch it under the guise that it would teach me about dinosaurs because I knew that... Wow. that uh, 
that there were um you know dinosaurs involved in the zords or whatever and uh, I, I figured if i could if i could uh spin the the presentation of the show as like vaguely educational i would have a better chance of my parents uh, mm-hmm. allowing me to watch it uh the ploy worked of course i learned nothing about dinosaurs but i did learn how to do yeah. spin kicks and yeah. knock over furniture in my house all sorts of stuff you talk about the um, show there was a lot of teamwork and uh you know athletics and personal training and that kind of thing like dedication to friendship and all that stuff i think the show is really good about that and then of course it has your connection to japanese cinema and culture and (laughs) kaiju movies and all that stuff so it's got something for everybody yeah so i uh i i mean i guess some of that i i you know picked up on retroactively i can't say Uh, that i watched this movie with a knowledge of kaiju cinema but um But yeah, I uh, I was a big fan of the TV show at this time. I thought that this movie was amazing. I went out and got some of the toys and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was like really big into this movie. So I have not seen it since, maybe since that day in the theater. I might have okay. watched it one time on home video, like right when it came, first came out on VHS or something. Right. Um, but uh so this time when i watched it yeah uh, last night right before uh for you know refreshing my memory for this uh podcast episode uh i watched it more from the perspective of what i must imagine my parents must have been seeing it Uh, you know because they did not watch uh every episode of the tv show like i did as a kid so i watched this movie through uh an adult lens um and i must say from that perspective it's pretty terrible mm-hmm. uh and then yeah. i also watched it tried to watch it you know simultaneously re-watch it through the lens of myself as a you know 10 or 11 year old and um and i i think it works really well as a kid's oh, yeah. movie oh yeah so it's uh that's the first really thing i noticed it's a really strange um, dichotomy to me, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But I want to hear—I want to get your take on this before we dive in any further. Ben, 1995 was a great year. I was celebrating the 10-year anniversary of my my birth. Mm-hmm. Um, we were uh, a Midwest Midwesterners. Not a lot of, you know, action. We weren't in the big city. karate action. Yeah. Oh, we brought it though because of Power Rangers. <laughs> we brought it to the Midwest. We being me. And uh, just love this stuff. I drew it. I had the action figures. I would go and just buy magazines upon magazines about the Power Rangers. And uh, when the movie came out, I was just flipping my shit. I couldn't handle seeing what I would see on TV all the time. And now it was like, it was all so different. It was like a fresh coat of paint going from a $16 budget to like a $16 million budget, which I think was the actual budget of this movie. And... It was just everything about it. I couldn't. I couldn't absorb enough like trailers or anything. TV spots, everything. I bought the entire like card trading card collection. I mm-hmm. got all those. Played all the video games, like everything. And then I went and saw the movie, and it just it was just everything I wanted it to be and more. And then I watched it, like I watched it this morning, and it has everything in it. Like if you were a Power Rangers fan, it had everything that you wanted. And we'll we'll talk about kind of the ins and outs of it later. Uh, the only thing it was missing, and that's kind of when the movie starts falling apart, is when it's all CG Zord action. That is that's its huge misstep. It didn't have, you know, destructible city buildings and a guy in a suit as a Zord or whatever. Uh, basically, the monster, the Godzilla monster movie, yeah, feel yeah. that the episodes of the show had. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a child, of course, I was constantly confused 
as to why the movie had so many differences from the TV show. Like in many aspects, it came directly from the TV show. And then in other aspects, it, it was just totally not the TV show. And so you were constantly, I was constantly struggling with myself to understand like watching the show and going, okay, does, is this where the pig guy is going to show up? <laughs> and like, never did the pig guy ever show up from the movie in the television show. So, you know, okay, so you're stupid, talking about stupid little kid. You're talking about after you saw this movie and yes. then re, you know, picking back up into the, the flow of the TV Correct. show. Wait. Okay. Okay. So, so can I give you a little history here? Yeah, do it. Do All it. right. So season one, 1993 had Jason and Trini, and Zack, the original five Power Rangers, and then the Green Ranger came along, right? Yeah. Season two, those three left. New three people came on, like mid-season, mm-hmm. and uh, then you got the turn. You, the Green Ranger turned to the White Ranger. Then between seasons two and three, this movie comes out, right? So mm-hmm. the movie like completely resets everything that had been going on for the first two seasons, and then season three comes on TV where they get all the ninjutsu stuff that was happening in the movie so for a kid you're trying to basically fit all the pieces together because they are doing things from the movie but they're not doing everything from the movie so you're kind of getting confused but that's kind of what they were doing so the actors had to like film the tv show here in america and then i think they went to australia to film the movie and then came back to film more of the tv show wow sounds awesome if you were you know 20 years old (laughs) making money to just yeah, do all this yeah, stuff but uh for sure it sounds it sounds really cool in hindsight but i mean it's a great time capsule for what was going on at the time like power rangers was on top i don't know let's get into it let's get so into it. so yeah let's let's get into it this is, uh, um i'm so excited. so it it opens with a, a skydiving sequence yes um i okay. remember <laughs> loving loving uh tommy's surfboard yeah. skydiving board and thinking that was like one of the coolest things i'd ever Fucking seen like i may have hell I'm, yeah because you know, i was 10 and i may have like screeched with joy when yeah. i saw that and what's the cooler because, than skydiving than surfboard skydiving yeah it, and it was just like it was like kit cloud kicker from tailspin yeah. come to life and it was like you could tell it was real footage you could tell oh, yeah. it wasn't you know even as a 10 year old i could tell what was real and what wasn't you know what was practical stuff like you could tell when you're 10 that uh yoda in empire strikes back looks different than yoda in attack of the clones um so uh i knew that this was real and i was like this is amazing (laughs) like i just remember flipping out uh now it's like it's fine you know it's it's not quite it's um, a great way to start a power rangers episode so obviously it it works for the movie yeah, it's it's not um, it's not quite Point Break levels of uh, of skydiving glory uh, as far as getting footage and stuff, but it is pretty good. Um, so the the problem comes almost immediately, yeah. uh, which is before <laughs> they even jump out of the plane, the uh-huh. camera sort of starts in the back of the plane on one of them and then like moves back, and they all sort of pop up with their heads into frame, uh-huh. and they're all like they're, these incredibly annoying arm motions and like. Um, you know, fist pumps and like yeah. just like these movements are so unnatural to anyone in the entire like they're, they're, no one acts like this, no one moves like this except these characters except, from this TV show. Yep, um, and so kids it's, it's, love it because it keeps their attention, keeps them on the it's, channel. It's, it's so strange. So, 
so watching that watching it from an adult perspective i'm like oh god i'm gonna hate this movie if like frame one of of you know anything with a human in it i'm already pissed off at (laughs) the way that these characters are are physically moving they're not even like saying anything much and i'm still like angry at them oh god so they land uh in this insane uh like there's a charity uh, yeah, safety observatory. Um, charity event going on for a skydiving uh, thing. Yeah, that's trying to save the observatory, which I wondered was like, is this like a save the clock tower, back to the future kind of reference? Yeah, it um, kind of felt like Batman Forever, where they would have like the circus to save the <laughs> to save the observatory, I think. Yeah, I think it was. That's the same um, idea. Saving observatories was big in 1995. Yeah. So, uh,. So, th- these are high school kids skydiving without supervision? What the hell is going on in, in like, pr- you know, practical terms as yeah. an adult watching this? How like did how anyone let this happen? Fred the Kid comes up and says, hey, this is how the professionals do it. And I was yeah. instantly like, they're not professionals. They are high school children <laughs> jumping out of planes without any kind of training, I'm assuming, because I don't think they've ever jumped out of a plane in the television show. Um, they're just martial artists. Like they just train in karate classes and work out at Ernie's Smoothie Hut. And uh, now all of a sudden, they're professional skydivers saving a city observatory. And it's <laughs> like, like enough the people are paying makes... tickets to see these people. <laughs> the kid also makes a comment to his dad, like, "Hey, jackass! These are how the pros do it." Yeah, like, implying that his dad is also a skydiver, and because he says he... something like. You screwed it up last time, or something like that. No, he, and, the, and, the dad skydove <laughs> earlier and landed in a parking lot. So everyone's just yeah. skydiving to save the so, observatory. So it's like, wait a second, what the hell does this kid's dad do where he's a skydiver okay. and he's so bad that he also landed in a parking lot? Like, oh, you, and he's like, it was embarrassing. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, uh, we are. Th- two maybe three minutes into this movie and i'm already i have so many questions about the world and what the hell is going on (laughs) what is his dad's what does his dad do for a living because obviously all of the parents get enslaved later and just work in this giant construction compound something only kids would understand yeah yeah exactly and it's it's got to be big and broad enough to and like they're just like probably um you know hammering things with rocks and like what is this actually doing? What what purpose is this serving? Kids don't know. They don't care. Right. It doesn't matter. It just looks like something adults do. Um, so this is our first uh, look too at as Angel Grove as an actual metropolis, as opposed to in the show where it's just kind of like the school and then the yeah. monster, the monster scenes where they're destroying the city. Um, and it, it again, it's like one of those things where in the movie universe, like everything is just so high tech and so urban and like just sweeping and as a kid i was like this is what angel grove looks like oh my god and yeah it just turns out it's just an episode of the television show extended for 90 minutes uh, because they always start with something like active athletic and then the monsters come and then they can't work for some (laughs) reason and then they have to get the zords and then movie's over it's a very very simple premise yes so so cool looking for the first three quarters of the movie and then uh it starts to go downhill but go ahead ben so really quickly uh, since yeah. we're talking about the observatory and stuff i just want to jump to the very end because uh, yes. uh ivan ooze when he gets involved in his uh his giant fight with the uh, megazord at the very mm-hmm. end he Ninja grabs megazord. the observatory uh, yeah he grabs the observatory um and uses it as a sword mm-hmm. and 
And then... How was that not clear? No, it's clear. Uh, But then (laughs) nothing happens with it. Like, they were... They had just raised all this money to save the observatory and yep. now he ripped it from the ground and mm-hmm. it's destroyed and then the very the movie ends with uh, a fireworks display and some somebody saying thank you power rangers right. on the on For a di- and it's the like observatory yeah this uh well the megazord so now, could have come back from space and replaced the observatory into the ground right yeah yeah they could have. fix it and sure. fix it yeah and one would so argue that maybe you. they should have, but you got to read uh, into the you got to read into the like the context of the film. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. That's uh, I, I'm fine with with skipping over that. I, it's not really that big of a deal. I to mean, me. magic so, rebuilt the, the command center. Why wouldn't magic just rebuild the observatory? Exactly. The, Although see, I that's think we're the getting logic lost in the I'm talking here. about. We are getting a little yeah, lost. Yeah. So uh, rollerblade <laughs> sequence. They go through yep, some construction. Needless. The roller rollerblades, by the way, so nineties. Like uh, the so cool. It, it 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 cannot possibly be any more nineties than these kids dressed only in the colors that they that their suits are. Right. Um, which they always dress like yeah. this. I and was it's just like, about to say they could not more clearly be saying they're the Power Rangers. Right. Yeah. Like at the very constantly. <laughs> There's the exact right number of them. Yep. At the very end, they're talking with with Fred, the little kid, and uh, and they're like, "I think you might be. You're in line to be. I heard you're in line to be a, a Power Ranger one of these days." And he's like, "Oh, really? You think so?" And he's like, "I know so." And it's like they're all sitting there. And they may as well just be like, "Yeah, you idiot. We are the yeah. Power Rangers." Yeah. Like that's basically what Table they're saying. Table for six, with Fred. <laughs> table for the power rangers over here you can see us because we've got these uh mega futuristic watches that literally no one else has ever commented on or noticed before that can transport us and skull found one of them once and didn't still didn't figure it out okay Um, uh yeah but they had to keep their cardio up they were they were doing the eye watch thing before anybody else they they had just sky dove adrenaline's pumping cardio (laughs) let's go let's go rollerblading through the construction site uh, you gotta do that hell. and yep. then here's where it starts to pick up here's where i got the most excited as a 30 year old was when okay the baddies start showing up right okay and so, so you have the tv versions of the baddies which are good now all of a sudden you have the movie versions of the baddies and they are uh amazing they're like labyrinth uh quality i don't know they're not animatronics but creature creature designs i guess yeah yeah you call them babu and squat uh of course failed to i guess they were on vacation (laughs) during the summer i don't i don't even remember who that is okay well some of our listeners might pick up on that but uh (laughs) yeah they're they're replaced with this pig guy mordant but lord Mm -hmm. zed's there goldar's there rita's there the whole gang and it's just great to see them and uh they're not featured at all hardly because you have to have watched the TV show to understand what's going on in this movie. I think that's one of the things that your parents or my parents may have not picked up on. Yes. Is that why this guy looks purely disgusting and evil, Lord Zed. Why is it he yeah. a bad guy? Like, that would make sense. But instead, yeah. he's in a snow globe the whole time. Yeah, that's um, the big thing. Um, since you mentioned that, that was that was my big takeaway from this movie, was watching it, it works really well as a puzzle piece in the larger um the larger narrative of the power rangers Mm. mythos but it does not work as a movie on its own i think um 
And I think, you know, with, like, the, uh, for example, the, the part where Zordon, um, you know, what Ivanus breaks in and destroys the command center, right? And Zordon yeah. is dying. He's laying there. And the camera, once the rangers come in, the camera sort of lingers on all of them, and they're, like, doing this big capital A acting, you know, where right. they're they're really trying to seem sorrowful and, and just, like, they're, they're so um, uh, distraught about Zordon being there. And... You Let's know, remember, as, they are children in 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 real terms. They are like nineteen years old, not right, acting, and then haven't been acting at all, and now all of a sudden they're in a movie. Yeah, so they're trying to to sell this uh, this real sadness, right? Mm-hmm. And and as a thirty year old watching this movie, thirty one, whatever we, however old we are yeah, now, it, it's like. Uh, it's like, I don't know who Zordon is. It's this head that's floating in this thing. Like, why did they give Everyone that much of a crap about him? Is, but but because you were a kid, but watching it from the, the perspective of a kid, you've spent, you know, countless hours with yes. these characters and with Zordon before. So you feel the same pain that they're feeling. Yes. Um, at that moment, and and I'm trying to, you know, we're talking about watching it like our parents would. Uh, I I have to imagine that my parents were like, "What the hell? this this is not like they didn't earn this." You right. know what I mean? Because within the confines of this movie, they did not earn it. But over the course of however many episodes leading up to it, as a as a continuation of the story, uh, sure, it works pretty well. Episodes, um, I think, Ben. Wow, that's a lot. So um, yeah, that's so yeah, I don't know. So that's the kind of thing that I'm that I noticed over and over and over again in this movie is you know watching this on its own terms it doesn't really work that well but trying to put myself back in the perspective of a ten year old watching it which is really who it was for um, it it does it functions pretty well as a movie and and uh, you know there's a lot of super cool stuff in there which is exactly what you know what we wanted to see back then and why it worked so well on us uh as a movie yep. so um you know i have all these issues with it now as an adult but like really this stuff doesn't matter because it's not for us you know it's it's right. for us it's for us then not for us now right so, so um there were three major things i wanted to talk about i don't want to because I, I could go down the rabbit hole of of how i feel about this movie forever so i mm-hmm. wanted to keep it on task three major things ben the suits mm-hmm. look amazing compared to what you saw on television kind of a thin jumpsuit compared to like actual armor uh they aren't in them enough i don't think they aren't fighting in them enough although i've heard that they were really heavy and hard to work sure um so those looked really really sweet the timing of the scenes like the way the scenes were spliced together and the speed and the content of those scenes were like everything was just flu not fluid but there was action in almost every single scene like you were just boom 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 like it is for kids with hyperactivity or attention deficit this is the movie for them because it's constantly telling you there's no time to pause or catch a breath it's like okay now zordon's dead oh no now we're on this planet okay now the people are zombies now yeah bulk and skull are dead and it's just constant 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 and it's kind of it's kind of refreshing watching very very slow arduous movies that that are three hours long uh kind of in the 21st century and then watching what was probably kind of the path of a 90s movie for kids at least just boom 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 like this is the story we want to tell here it all is like we know you're gonna love it the just the upped ante of everything it just really mm-hmm. really works well in that department as well and then of course my final point was i don't know if you want to talk about this yet but the zord battle 
uh, okay. and kind of the whole thing with the Zords. That's that's always the pinnacle of the Power Rangers franchise. It's like that's the thing that everyone wants to see. That's the thing you. That's why they wait till the very very end of the sh- the episode. It's because yeah. that's what you want to see. Is you want to see <laughs> so much so that they just recycle footage for fifty episodes in season yeah. one because <laughs> kids loved it so much it was just like I, I can't help but see these zords do their thing again and again uh they failed on that miserably uh in this movie <laughs> i think and even yeah. even there i still think it's a great movie for 1995 tyler and uh possibly 2017 tyler but it, <laughs> it, the yeah i don't know what they got wrong i don't know maybe there's a producer stepped in i don't know if there's footage like some deleted footage where they actually tried to attempt uh, special effects, real effects, monster battle, mm-hmm. and then switch to CG. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that was that was my one big gripe with this movie, my huge gripe that kind of puts yeah. a damper on the last fourth of the film was the... Uh, it was just so bad. It was terrible to watch. Yeah. So the CG, yeah, as you mentioned, those bugs, pretty awful, especially yep. when Ivan Ooze sort of uh, injects himself into one of them and, yeah. like, his head, the bug's head turns into Ivan Ooze's head. Uh-huh. Really, really awful stuff. I do love, actually, now that you mention it, um, thinking about that actor. What, what is his yeah. name? Uh, his name's Paul Freeman, the guy who there played Belloc in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, being, like, in a motion capture suit or something, uh-huh. trying to, uh, to play this giant CGI bug creature that is really an amazing I don't think they spent that much money uh, on that I don't think it was him in a motion capture suit yeah they may not have even had motion capture just based on the zords movements it did not look like anything human uh, yeah it was very robotic which makes sense but uh so I, I did, and like the city and stuff even looks really terrible too. It's like it's like somebody built um, a model of the whole city in a dark mm-hmm. warehouse, and they didn't even bother lighting it properly. Yeah. They were just sort of like you know zooming the camera down through there, and it's supposed to be a first person perspective shot of them of the rangers like flying through the city in their swords or something. And it's like, guys, this is this is you, you did not put much effort into no. this. I don't think. Um, so but yeah, as the a whole kid, part I, I think, thought it was amazing looking because right. Right. When did CG we didn't start know. Pop, popping out? You know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know any better. Um, Even so, Job and, and you know, the special I'm, edition looked good. God. Uh, so I'm not here to like, uh, you know, knock the movie for its uh, for using the best technology that they had available to them mm. in the era. That's not necessarily like right. a fair thing to do. No, no, but no. Uh, but you know, looking back on it now, it's like, ugh, geez, this is pretty rough. And uh, you know, some of that model, some of the model stuff for the city uh, is okay. It's just not lit very well. It just looks like the whole thing is taking place in like yeah. a diorama in a warehouse that somebody's looking down. <laughs> looking down on and just you know swooping a camera through there so um let's see so so we've we've jumped all over the place through this movie yeah. and i'm just gonna sort of bounce through some of the things that it's i have in my notes kind of like um, the movie how the movie's set up too yeah so these construction workers discover this egg with the uh-huh. you know inside of this fist and they're not archaeologists. Why do they just go ahead and mess with it themselves? Like, they, the, the guy gets shot by lightning, or mm-hmm. I think, when he touches it. And they still don't call anyone. Um, they're just like, oh, yeah, we well, got there's this. The two like, cops. There's the two cops that watch it. Yeah, they, they end up being uh, a private security or something. H-E-P-D. So then... 
So then, yeah. So Zordon calls them to, uh, or Alpha calls them and says, Zordon needs you. He's got something to tell you. So the God, Rangers that scene show was up. So cool when they teleport and to that like, command center. <clears throat> yeah, and like, why didn't so Zordon fresh. tell them about Ivanu's earlier? Um, if he is like this, it's six thousand years, you know, he forgot mega threat why wouldn't you just like be like all right guys uh, you got to come into the command center on saturday i gotta lay out the entire yeah. uh history of <laughs> everything that might happen that uh all of these interdimensional beings and, right. and morphological beings and things that could potentially kill you all i just gotta you guys gotta do your homework on this right you gotta be prepared i gotta give you a rundown of how to defeat every single one of them yep. I'm, i know it's gonna be a long day but you just gotta bear with me yeah. on this guys i've got a powerpoint uh, that, if you think if you think rita was bad there's an egg buried <laughs> in the middle of your city that contains a yeah. guy way worse yeah and of course it happens to be buried in angel yeah. grove yeah. and like yeah, it's so ridiculous. So, so uh, you mentioned Lord Zed. I thought he has the coolest character design. I yes. forgot like how um, gnarly he looks. He is muscular. Uh, and, he is what Arnold wishes he was. Yeah, and it's like so sinewy. Like the, oh, it's just muscle with yeah. no skin on top of it. It's like really sort of a disturbing, you know, something that would be in a horror movie. And like yeah. his brain is exposed. Yeah, it's um, robbing. But it's it's a pretty metal design when oh, you yeah. think about it. Um, Ivan Ooze, on the other hand, looks like Billy Crystal in The Princess Bride. He's yep. just, like, so... His makeup is so terrible. Um, and, Have fun uh, storming the castle. He's always dropping... Like, at one point, he even says the word inconceivable. Yeah. And I was like, this is a clear reference. Like, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. know what you're doing here. Um, but the I humor in the movie, puns. I thought, was... was uh, It left a lot to be desired on... Hmm. So... So the uh, there's one one exception to that, and that is uh, what is the name Mordant? Is that the pig, yeah, the pig yeah. that you mentioned the earlier? Pig with the so mono, there was the monoglass or whatever he's wearing. <laughs> the monocle. The monocle. There so is. so he there was one moment that actually had me laughing out loud, and it's like a throwaway moment in the background where uh, he's they've enslaved the parents, I think, and at one point <laughs> he says to Goldar something about how. Uh, you know, like, uh, Goldar maybe, like, chastises one of the parents for not working hard enough. And he's like, what, do you have a week back or something? And then Mordant is like, a week back? I got a week back. Or I had a week back. About a week back. <laughs> Starts yeah. laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so terrible. I can't believe that made it into this movie. But I was yeah. cracking up at it. Um, and the, then, the but there are so think- many. Go ahead. The only thing I kept thinking about was, is the new Power Rangers movie going to be as, like, kind of self-degrading as this one is? Like, it knows that it's pulp. It knows that it's for kids. And it knows that, like, it can, I, can make I think those the answer jokes. is no. Yeah, I don't think so at all. Not from any of the trailers have I seen, like, the idea that, you know, they're they're in a Power Rangers movie. Like, this movie knows what it is. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. you know... We know how the show works. We know the formula. We know what kids want. Here it is. And yeah. I think sometimes movies try too hard and they try to set up some kind of mythos. This movie has so much mythology in it and it didn't even try that hard <laughs> to, yeah. to set yeah. it up. All it has to do is say, oh, yeah, Zordon's been around for like 10,000 years. Ivan has been around for 6,000 years. That's that's it. Like, that's all you got to know that there's this rivalry here. And yeah. uh, who cares what Zordon is? Like, he's just a guy in a tube. But 
they hate him so much that it's like, oh, he must have been something at some point. And, yeah, and of course Dulcia knows who he is. Yeah, and there's know? like power. <laughs> they just talk about the power. and Yeah, it's the just great like, it's power. Like, oh, okay, they just need power to morph and everything will be fine. <laughs> That's good enough for me. That's a good enough explanation. That was the weakest thing from a screenwriting perspective that I thought about this time. Was like they just are like, there's a great power on this planet, and like they don't even come up with a name for it. They literally just call it the great power yeah, over and over. But that's just like the show. The show, like the first few episodes, Zordon's like, you have to use the power, and they're like, okay, Zordon, I, whatever you say, and you know they throw their hands up in the air, and something happens. Like yeah. it's just this unexplained force that just moves the story along, and. I mean, again, 10-year-olds are not going to understand, hey, mom, why why doesn't the yeah, power have a name? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is it God? <laughs> no, it's Zordon, honey. But Zordon <laughs> was dying. I don't know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, like, the, the humor and stuff, like, let me get the door. And they, like, slam yeah. the door into somebody's <laughs> face. And, like, you ooze, you lose. And, like, all yep. these different things. It's, like, every single time they make contact with any... <laughs> You know, with a punch or a kick, right. there has to be some sort of snide one-liner that is like straight out of Ninja Turtles Knuckle or something. It's, it's, yeah, pull. it's so cheesy. Um, but I think that's the kind of thing that like kids eat up and like adults think is really stupid. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it works on that level. So um, yeah, there's like Alex Mack level CGI with mm-hmm. uh, ooze sort of like. I, I thought that was actually cool when he like oozed through the door of the headquarter of the command center. Um, I was like, oh, that's like a an interesting visual moment. Yeah. Um, but then the movie introduces all these little gadgets like that the Power Rangers have, and you're talking about the suits oh, being like you know, armored up and stuff. Yeah. But like, why wouldn't they instantly use those? You know, it's like the same. The same. Actually, not even why wouldn't they instantly use those? It's like. Uh, They'll fight a group of people for a while in their normal human bodies, and then they're like, let's power up, and then they turn into the rangers. It's like, why wouldn't you just instantly not only turn into the rangers, but just call down a zord and have one, like, stomp on these guys? That's the age-old critique, man. Yeah, it's just because there has to be, it has to follow the formula. It has to be a way of things, you know? It's like step by step, that's not how it works. You can't jump ahead. You have to do this after this after this. And it's just like, I guess it's like a... um... Zordon explains that in the early season where he goes, you can only use, yeah, he's like, you can only use these for defense. Like, you cannot escalate the battle. When the battle escalates, Mm. then you can follow up. And so when the monster grows, then you call down the Zord. You can't call down the okay. Zord on Rita and just, like, smash her with the foot. So it, it, it yeah, is kind yeah. of explained, but it's also explained because there's a formula. Like, you're going to escalate the television episode or yeah. the movie accordingly. Yeah. You're not going to start with the Zords because then you got nothing to build to. <laughs> uh, yeah, for although sure. Although I would love to have seen the Zords throughout <laughs> the movie uh, yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, the gadgets, came, like, those were not gadgets from the show. So I guess they mm-hmm. were new, like James Bond style. They're sudden, clearly just trying to sell toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Kimberly has a whip, and uh, Aisha's helmet provides light for some... Like, that's yeah. never been established at all. Um, yeah. But I just got to talk about these Zords, man. This... I don't know why I keep coming back to it, but this was the worst part of the movie, where uh, they just look so... So, just so not, let's talk... not real at all. Like, it didn't... So, there's not much more until we get to that point. So let me just yeah. like blow through it really quickly. So, um, sure. 
they uh, ooze uh, contracts these crow creatures in a Wizard of Oz reference yeah. and has Same them dude. you know fly around uh, and then. Uh, they go to this planet. What is it called? Theta or something? Phaedos, I believe. Phaedos. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and they meet. Uh, they meet Xena, uh, uh, Warrior Basically, Princess. Basically, yeah. Who uh, coincidentally knows Zordon and Ivan, of course, and uh, yeah. she she introduces them to the sacred animals of the Ninjeti, uh, yep. one of which is a frog. Where Adam, like, I think his name is Adam. That's yeah. the Black Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is just constantly shit on in this movie. Oh, yes. Him and and the Red Ranger and uh Rocky. They mm-hmm. they combined probably have like four lines in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. And and even Billy like who is I from my memory a major part of the He's show. A prime um, Ranger, yeah. Uh does not have very much to say in this movie. It's it's always Tommy talking or maybe right. Kimberly being like, "Oh, I'm sad about Zordon." But it's almost always, it's like, it's so clear that Tommy is the leader and they all defer to him and just, like, wait on him to rescue them in every situation. Um, It's really strange. Like, you would think that they would want these characters to be stronger individually, but whatever. That's what happens. So, like, he... you You do have three female protagonists, for the most part, with the two female Power Rangers and Dulcia. So, it... Yeah, I mean... Gender-wise, it does build up accordingly uh sure but then there's like the questionable costumes when they get the yeah, the ninjetti sure. thing it's sort of like this appropriation thing and you've got four white people one black girl and one asian guy and the asian guy is he has the power of the frog yeah. and it's like dulcia uh, tommy uh, is native american if you uh if you want to get down deep into it and okay all yeah, right so. fair enough uh that so, helps you a little bit it does uh, slightly, but they're still wearing some costumes yeah. with these ninjetti things that are like, oh, Ooh. I don't know if you get away with that today. But uh, but yeah, like Adam gets this frog, and he's like, so she's going one by one through everyone, like you're the Falcon, the Lord of the Skies, the most powerful man of of right. all time. And then Adam, and he's like, I'm a frog, and she's like, yeah, like the one you kiss to become a handsome prince. Yeah, and that's it. Like she just doesn't give any other like justification for you know like powerful legs or thrusting or any right. sort of anything. It's just like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit about you. Well, Nobody gives ten- a shit about you. For ten year old Tyler, Adam won because he got the kiss from the hot chick. So, ah, I guess. In yeah, reality, I guess. you know, he's the big winner. I mean, Tommy didn't get a kiss at all in this entire movie yeah they thought about it at the fireworks scene but uh did yeah not happen. it was just a arm around the shoulder and i as far I, as they went i rewatched the show like maybe five years ago and i don't think they may kiss once in the show him and tommy and kimberly like there's this i wonder if love... they hated each other in real life <laughs> i know you, you think about it but then you also go well it's a kid's show you don't want kids like think like what are they going to do next like have sex or something like what's yeah. what's gonna be the what's gonna be the aftermath of that the slippery and, slope yeah like it was very middle school where you date somebody but you never ever touch them ever and yeah. like yeah. They might get a hug or a dance or something and uh what was i gonna say right. oh yeah they, they didn't really talk about the national harmony that the power rangers kind of represents kind of the global harmony Right, right to it and also that's what i was gonna say adam is future shit on in the show because in Power Rangers Turbo, they all get really, really cool cars, and he gets a van. 
So oh, yeah, on. so it's wow. like the actor who plays Adam is constantly like in interviews, always saying like, "I got the frog, I got the van." Like the kid who becomes an adult, like in Turbo, it's a little kid who becomes a Power Ranger, but then when he morphs, he grows to adult size. Mm-hmm. He had like a monster truck, and Adam got the van, and he had been on the show for like four years, and he's wow. like, "I don't know. I think maybe the writers didn't like me." Because uh, they were constantly just <laughs> shitting on my character, which I that's thought was pretty really hilarious. Funny. But he's good friends um, with the uh, triple triple first namer Tommy oh, okay. James Tommy Frank dude Tommy and, uh, David Frank yeah yeah Tommy no David Jason Frank, <laughs> Jason Matt, David Frank yeah uh, Bill and uh, it's kind of cool to watch them talk about it. And another uh, little factoid, Ben. Uh, oh, did I already tell you this? That Ernie came to Australia to film his scenes. And you see Ernie's juice bar, but no Ernie. So he filmed the scenes, but they didn't use them. So oh, I guess he got a free yeah. vacation out of that. Also, I yep. think the producers of the movie didn't want to use the original voice actors from the show. And mm-hmm. uh, Saban and Shucky had to like fight to get like Lord Zed and Goldar, the guys that did the voices, and Rita, to get them into the movie. Oh, well. Wow. fight pretty hard for that. So it was, huh. it was kind of a different experiment, I think. And kind of a some cool stories i think come out of it if you're a fan of the show i guess yep yep um so really quickly a couple a couple (laughs) more things yeah the the uh ivan news wants to annihilate quote annihilate angel grove and then the universe yeah that's an escalation for you and and then what though like that's it (laughs) the universe is destroyed where do you go you have nothing because the universe is gone so i transcends into the tv universe I mean, if they would have, if they would have mentioned that, it would have been interesting. But anyway, uh, so that's one of those things that I always am like, oh, these these bad guys and their plans, man. Come yeah. on, you got to think this through a little bit more. Um, there's one thing that I had to mention. One of the crows is doing a John Wayne impression. Yep. Did you notice that? It is amazing, yeah. <laughs> and it's only like one line. And I almost had to rewind it and go back. Like, you've got to be shitting me. That that made it into this yep. movie, but somebody didn't care enough, and they were like, sure, yeah, go for it. Um, and so I like that was the, pretty the wonderful. Or whoever the extra and the director of the second unit, or whoever is like, "Hey, can, yeah. um, can I just uh, can I try my John Wayne impression?" Yeah, whatever. We're just trying to get this out before the <laughs> summer, okay? Do your John Wayne impression. We're losing light, asshole. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I got a, I got a whole string of celebrity uh, impressions that I want to try out, and uh, I'm hoping that this really I can add this to my reel. <laughs> And it makes no sense. Why the hell would one of these crows sound just like John Wayne? But anyway, it's great. It's one of the best moments of the movie, I think. <laughs> and then, um, so the other thing, the only other thing uh, before we get to the Zords, which I mean, we've, we've talked about really, uh, yeah, is uh, really is at the, the very end, um, Tommy is like, remember what we learned? To those who possess the great power, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And when did they learn that? No one told them that in the whole movie, I don't think. I'm pretty sure nobody said those words to them. Ooh, and that's, that's like the key thing that, that hinges on Zordon's resurrection is them standing over his dead body. Tommy gives this speech and they're like, join hands and bring him back to life. But like, it's so weird that... that because just take out the part where it says, remember where, what we learned. He could just be like, you know what? 
we have the great power. To those who possess the great power, all things are possible. And yeah. then they could do it. But, like, remember what we learned implies that I should have been paying attention. And I was. Yeah. And I don't think anyone said all things are possible when you have the great power. Which is, like, that's another thing where it's, like, so weird that it's just the great power that they call it and nothing else. Nothing yeah, I more think, specific. But I think there's tons of stuff that's probably on the cutting room floor. Because there was something towards the end, too, where it was, like... This doesn't make a lot of sense, but if it had been at the beginning, it would have made more sense. I'm trying to think of what it was. It might have been, yeah. uh, I can't remember, like some item or something pops up for no reason. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, if that had been more of a plot point, I, I that would have probably made some sense. Yeah. But I don't, I don't um, think it at all. So the Zords, uh, I, I mean, i got to say yeah. the Falcon Zord, pretty badass. Yeah, and when he, like, coolest. slides you know, closes his wings and shoots the missiles from the end yeah, of him as he, he sort of like floats down. Yeah, that was uh that was a really cool moment. And I remember I think they took some you know, extra going time out and to getting... render that one. Yeah, it was clearly like the hero shot and they, they wanted to make that one look as good as possible for sure. Yeah. Um and I had that toy. You better believe I had that toy. And all the other toys were just sort of, or all the other Zords, rather, were just sort of, um, like, Kimberly's was a crane, but it didn't even look like a crane. All the other ones kind of looked like what they were yeah. supposed to be, but that one uh, that was pretty questionable. Yeah, the Pterodactyl um, Zord never really looks like a Pterodactyl either, so she, I guess they, yeah. I don't know, they just don't like the pink vehicles. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, it, like, yeah, the whole thing sort of leads to this conflict with the, the Zords and these... Uh, ectomorphicons that Ivan Ooze has had buried yeah. under the earth and that's another thing like of course they're buried in Angel Grove <laughs> like yeah. these massive uh, you know world destroying things um, are, uh, are you know just happen to be building the city yeah exactly like what you know are you kidding me nobody's noticed this shit for however many years you guys have been around but uh sure yeah whatever that's fine okay. uh and then they uh they lead him into the path of ryan's comet which yeah. uh oh that was it that was and... the that was the thing that was what i was oh. thinking i was like oh maybe there's a deleted scene where they mentioned it at the beginning of the movie they because do he say mentioned... it very, very oh, briefly he? in the very yeah in the very beginning because they're talking about the um it's like when the when the Rangers come over after skydiving they're like oh congratulations Tommy the observatory is is like back up and running and they're like just in time for Ryan's comet in two oh, days okay. and then like that's it it's like such a quick wow. throwaway thing and then it comes back yeah okay. so it, it seemed like something where um they might have reshot that later when they realized when they had yeah. already they were like oh shit how do we come up with an ending for this yeah. uh, he runs into a comet and then they're like oh yeah we gotta drop this back in yeah, so yeah. everything makes sense but um but uh yeah terrible so, yeah, terrible that's... ending terrible last fourth of the film it's just yeah. the zord the zord fight doesn't do it for me the the summing up of everything i mean bringing the command center back i guess is okay but the fireworks scene like just very awkward and then just over yeah it's done yeah, but and that's like exactly the, how every episode ends. So I, I don't know what I'm complaining about because it's exactly like the show. But the Zord fight, like you would expect that to be like this epic thing, and yeah. it's like they all individually have these little moments, and then once the Megazord comes and they go to space, it's like, oh man, we're about to see like an epic brawl, and it's like, no, they just sort of uh, they grapple for a minute, and then one of them knees him in the balls, and that's it. Right. I so know. I was disappointed with that. Um, oh well, and possible theories. The mid- 
Oh, go ahead. The mid credits scene. Did you see? Did you stick around for the mid credits oh, yeah. scene? Of course. Where uh, where Goldar king thinks Goldar? he's uh, the king, and then yeah, all of a sudden uh, Zed and Rita come back to reset everything back to the way it was. Just like as you mentioned, an episode of the TV show. You yeah. can't have too much growth in there. You got to get everything back to uh, to the status yeah. quo. So next time Mordant. you can just pick up and <laughs> they eat Mordant the pig, and Babu and Squat come back from vacation, and Finster is he's off at a conference or something. Um, possible theories, of course, as I mentioned, the world, the universe of this uh, this particular dimension still exists. So, uh, you know, there are tons of episodes that you could have that still involve all the original rangers. Yep, and yep. Uh, was Dulcia the green ranger of planet Phaedos? Because she turns into one of the animals of the ninjutsu, presumably. Yep. Maybe she's got her own, like, more phenomenal suit that she can morph into i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh you know all kinds of stuff coming out of this film that never the the sequel that never happened the sequel to this particular movie they they always call turbo movie a sequel first of all that one's terrible that one's terrible yeah. they don't even morph until like 60 minutes in oh, and geez. uh it is it is a part of the show it's part of the tv universe because there's clearly it's setting up for the next season but it has nothing to do with the this particular version of the power rangers so yeah there was there's never been a a true <clears throat> sequel to this i don't think where they brought the like the sleek suits back or anything like that <laughs> um i i just read what uh robert e- roger ebert uh said about this movie he gave it a yeah. half star out of possible four and said that quote it's as close as you can get to absolute nothing and still have a product to yeah. project on the screen i read that as quote. well that's pretty great harsh words um, coming from a guy who's probably never seen the show yeah, that's the thing. Is like you know he was judging it from the an adult perspective, right. but it works pretty well for kids, as we've uh, you know uh, uh, explained and and gone into gone over. Um, yeah, one Ebert other note: I just seen a movie about like Flash Gordon. It's the exact same I don't know. kind of stuff. It's like pulp, man. Yeah, uh, one other thing I thought was worth noting, uh, this release, uh, the release information on Wikipedia, it says in this movie's opening weekend, it earned $13 million coming in fourth behind Apollo 13, which yep. we talked about last, last month with, uh, Bill Paxton, or we mentioned last month, we talked about Frailty, uh, it was, that was our major review, but we mentioned Apollo 13 last month, and then, uh, Holdovers, Pocahontas, and Batman Forever, yep. so there you go. Batman uh, Forever winning the slot for best movie of all time, uh, <laughs> beating out Power Rangers, close second, close second. So, uh, I guess, uh, Tyler, do you have any, any other um, final comments on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie? Nope. If I could tell my 10-year-old self sitting in that drive, drive-in watching the double feature of Power Rangers and Casper, uh, I would tell him, it gets okay, man. Power Rangers, still awesome. Don't worry about high school. Don't worry about uh, kids making fun of you. Because uh, it turns out culture totally has shifted in the 21st century. What everything, yes. everything that you like now in the 90s becomes really really uh dorky for a time but then becomes really really cool later so don't give up all right uh so that's for all kids back in the 90s too don't yeah comes back around with that let's go ahead and uh, rev up the old not just pneumatic movie tube tyler this is the uh the uh, creation the (laughs) invention the piece of technology that uh installed a uh a bank style tube 
uh, under the the roads of Hollywood, and it goes travels up into the second floor of my uh, recording area here. So all you have to do is push a button, and then it spits out a piece of paper with a random movie title on it, which is Love perfect it. because we're always looking for a random movie to watch every month. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and push that button. All right, Tyler, it looks like we're going to be watching the 1990 film Mr. Destiny, starring none other than Jim Belushi. Oh, wow, that sounds like a great pick. I'm glad the uh, the not just pneumatic movie tube guy, possibly Zordon, uh, sent it uh, to us. <laughs> uh, all right, it's Turbo, so, the um, Power Rangers movie, right? <laughs> no, God, it better not be. No. Um, all right, so... So the Twitter poll this month, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, you got anything for hashtag oh. NJNM1v1? Well, I mean, last month we did uh, your best Bill Paxton uh, movies, features. Uh, we actually uh, don't have the results for that yet. But this month, Ben, the NJNM1v1 poll, this is great. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. We're doing top. What's your favorite Mighty Morphin Zord? Mighty Morphin Zord, Ben. Okay, we're we're going right. to do a few. We're going to do a few here. Some that you might not have seen in a while. Uh, obviously, I know who's automatically going to win, but we'll put it in a poll anyway. I'm talking about the Red <laughs> Rangers Tyrannosaurus Zord. Okay, that's that's one. I'm talking about Titanus, the, the Brachiosaurus Zord that would make an appearance every once in a while. That one is pretty <laughs> badass. Um, the Dragon Zord, obviously, the Green Rangers Dragon Zord. That's up for... Uh, up, up to par. I, what am I saying? Up, up for, up for consideration. Yeah, consideration. Yep. And sure. then the fourth slot is a Lord Zed's uh, Zord. He had a Zord, um, Serpentina. I think it was called. It looked a lot like the Red Rangers, uh, Red Dragon Thunder Zord, but it was a lot bigger, darker, and uh, terrifying for a child. So uh, of those four, Titanus, the Red Rangers T Rex Zord. The Green Ranger's Dragon Sword or Lord Zed's uh, Serpentina Dragon Sword. Which one would you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Spend your life savings on, I guess. Which one would you rather? Which one would with? you destroy Tokyo with? There, I said it. <laughs> Tokyo is asking for it. It's constantly irradiating the oceans to bring back Godzilla. So why not just beat Godzilla to the punch and get one of these Zords to to destroy Tokyo with? Oh no! There goes Tokyo. God, God, Godzilla. <laughs> Uh, apologies to all, all of our Tokyo listeners. Apologies so. to Tokyo for the 60-plus times it's been destroyed in the Godzilla franchise. <laughs> yes. And, uh, of course, use um, hashtag NJNM1v1 to let us know if there's a Power Rangers Zord that you would have liked to see. And also the reasoning why you would choose one of the four. Yes, so hit us up on Twitter at NJNM Podcast uh, and answer the poll there. And then, uh, if you'd like, you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 904 469 6566. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, or any of the films that we've talked about in our uh, extensive back catalog. Yeah. Uh, you can also email us at uh, notjustnewmovies at gmail.com. Yep. And then uh, let's talk very briefly about where the listeners can find us online. Tyler, how about you? Well, of course, podtyrant.com. Great to, uh, lots of great shows over there. Uh, the Retired Fivecast is still there in some capacity. Uh, NJNM pops up there. Great, a couple of other great shows. And uh, you can follow the Pod Tyrant on Twitter at Pod Tyrant. It's uh, it's fun. I want to say it's it's not as 
it's not as uh, communicative as it used to be. I think it's mostly just for posting episodes now, but I try to get a little bit of a, what would you call it, some commentary at the top of each posting to kind of show you that there is a human behind the board uh, mm-hmm. at, at Pod Tyrant on Twitter. Okay, excellent. Yeah, you guys can yeah. find me writing uh, on uh, at geektyrant.com, at slashfilm.com, at gamesradar.com as well. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Pears. And uh, music for this episode comes courtesy of the Power Rangers movie soundtrack. Oh, so uh, good. Tyler, I'm going to thank you for uh, for being a part of this one and uh, thank the listeners for sticking with us for, for an entire episode. Yeah, no problem. About the Power Rangers. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys next month.